listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 357. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who's doing some weird little dance while I do my spiel, John Brownstone. Hand signals, hand waving. Because you're Italian, is that what yeah, that is? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, no. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I'm going to say, no. Embe- hand embellishments. Except this is an audio podcast? I know. Audio only? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not sure how well that worked, but okay. If it made you happy. It did. Ultimately, that's all that okay. matters. Okay, so that's, that's, we're good. I mean, I do try to live by the the ethos of, you know, whatever makes you happy. That seems to work. Okay. Uh-huh. Carry on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, this week, a video clip from Brene Brown, an interview she did on why the concept of marriage is 50-50, that's bullshit, uh, got us thinking about the same concept within the context of a DS relationship and is it also bullshit in power exchange? Uh, I think I know what my opinions are, but we shall find out uh, when we talk about it today. Mm. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so it's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, y'all support over there uh, helps us keep doing this weird shit on the internet that we do (laughs) and we are grateful for every fucking one of our patrons we love you so much Uh, if you would like to join our kinky community and uh, you know help keep this weird wild thing on the internet going uh, you can also get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool super nice kinksters you can do that by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, okay. magic button has been clicked, and I'm going to click the other button and turn the fan back on. I was going to say, that's the real magic button. Get even more cool air flowing in this Hope room. So. <laughs> With our 100 and what degree heat index uh, 107 today? 107 outside. And we still have a couple more hours as the temperature rises. Until we so. haven't even got to the uh, hottest part of the day yet. It's yeah. going to be a good day. Okay, so how did we sponsor ourselves this week, as we uh, often do? Yeah. It's a free thing. It's something we've mentioned before. You can subscribe to our newsletter, um, which we send out weekly. We I do um, the show notes link and video link um, in case you're not able to easily get that or remember how to get back to it um, later in the week. We do a section on BDSM in the news where I find headlines and stories that are at least interesting to me uh, with a kink theme um, and other things uh, that get linked in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. It comes out weekly on Fridays. If you subscribe, you get uh, a BDSM checklist we made years ago and then updated a couple years ago. Um, And there have previously been problems with a link I used to use for the uh, newsletter. I have since switched that link and hopefully that has fixed some of the problems. Um, if you <laughs> sign up for our newsletter and then don't see within a few minutes an email um, with the, hey, here's your checklist kind of deal, uh, check your spam folder. Um, and since this is a week where we're promoting our um, newsletter, I will also for current subscribers uh, put a link to the BDSM checklist in this week's newsletter. 
in case you uh, you missed it uh, and had issues when you were subscribing. And if you were like, I subscribed weeks ago and I've never received an email, check your spam folder. Mm-hmm. We go to spam a lot. Okay. <laughs> so that is uh, the news that all the news that is the news for this week. <laughs> so let's get into the topic. Okay. Uh, the topic is the question of can a, can a, should a, is a DS relationship 50-50 from our perspective? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things. One, I don't think there's a right answer here. I think there is the answer that is right for you. So in our discussion, you may vehemently disagree with us, and that is okay. Mileage may vary. Right. Will always vary. Will <laughs> always vary. Uh, and two, this week's episode was inspired by a video clip that I saw multiple times. I see these things on Instagram reels, but I know it started out as a TikTok. Tim Ferriss was interviewing Brene Brown. Anybody who's been around this channel for a hot minute knows I love me some Brene Brown. Um, <laughs> and she was talking in that little clip um, about why she thinks the whole marriage ought to be 50-50 and why she thinks that's bullshit. And mm-hmm. I didn't disagree with her at all. I have linked to um, a video clip for you to go watch it yourself because she, um, there's a concept in there that I would really love for us to put into practice because it okay. made total sense. Where she was talking about how it's, it's almost never 50-50. It kind of can't be 50-50. And what she does with her husband is every day when they're like get home from a long day and they're finally kind of coming together again to like they're mm-hmm. at home and the day is essentially done. They check in with one another on how much have you got? So out of okay. the idea of a percentage of 100 being the whole, she'll say to her husband how much you got. And there are some days he's like, I only have 20. And she's like on a good day, I'll go, I got, I got the 80. I can cover you. Mm-hmm. I can pick up the slack. Right. She said, but then in times when there's high stress moments, she was uh, referencing with her mom being sick and them having to like deal with that as well. Yeah. Her husband will come home and go, I've only got 25. And she's like, well, I've only got about 20. And when they can both say we're at a low limit, we don't have a lot of energy, time, in her mind, in her explanation, kindness, right? We don't have a lot that we can put in to put in a lot of effort. When they can't, between the two of them, come up with the 100, that's the time to sit down and talk about, okay, how do we get through this and still be kind to one another? Okay. And I freaking love that, that concept. That, uh, that sounds, yes. Because I was like, oh, yes, there are definitely days where I don't, I don't have 50, I don't have 100, I don't mm-hmm. have any, I don't have the full amount, whatever the full amount is. Yeah. Um, and I know you don't either. And we, without talking about it, pick up each other's slack to the extent that we can, or mm-hmm. we don't, uh, we mutually don't have enough to make 100. <laughs> right. And we go, you know what, today's a day we're just, we've given up. Blow it off. <laughs> we've given up. But the thing that I know about me, and I don't know if this is my service sub self, mm-hmm. or it's just, how I happen to be wired and it has nothing to do yeah. with role is that when there are too many days in a row or too many experience times when you just don't have it. And I know you don't have mm-hmm. it. Like I know what's going on in our lives. And I, you know, to understand why you can't give your full capacity and I take up the slack willingly, right. there comes a point of burnout near resentment. We ended up having a conversation just recently where the day the thing happened, it was about dishes versus cooking dinner. Yeah. And the way we have sorted it out for ourselves is if you are the one who cooks, 
the other person does dishes. Now we will still mm -hmm. help one another if it's like a huge load of dishes or if there sure. wasn't a lot of cooking done or if cooking was really involved and required both of us, we'll split those duties. Mm -hmm. But the day a thing happened where I cooked and I've been giving lessons to the 13 year old on how to like do dishes, um, but also like you told me right after the fact, I, I don't have it in me to do dishes today. I got really angry and resentful. I didn't bring it up at that point mm -hmm. because I didn't want the conversation to be about my resentment. I wanted time to think about it. I think that's called growth and uh, of that word I hate called patience. Um, and I did, I spent a few days going, okay, why am I having such a strong reaction? Yeah. Why did I immediately go into the moment you said, I don't have an Emmy to wash dishes tonight. Why did I immediately go into the, let me think about all the times I've done, I've cooked recently or I've done dishes or the load that I'm taking on. And it was like three or four days later before I could bring it up. I brought it up to you and I was calm about it. Yeah. And I was able to say, hey, uh, you remember that thing that happened? And here's why I didn't say anything before, but here's where I'm at, right? Like it feels uneven, it feels yeah. off kilter. And I think the, one of the dangers of the 50-50 split and how all relationships should have this 50-50 split and the beauty of Brene Brown's like checking, give me a number kind of thing mm -hmm. is that having that check-in preempts the expectation, the unspoken, silent yeah. assumption, expectation that each side is giving the exact same amount as the other side of the right, relationship right. at all times. When anybody who's like actually living life knows that that's just not possible every day of the week, right? Right. And in terms of long-term relationships, marriages, I don't think, I don't, marriage is not exclusive to this, but I think long-term relationships where you live a life together, you maintain a household together, you are caregivers to children or the elderly together, where you have to navigate your own physical, mental, emotional well-being, as well as your partners and everything else going on in your household. Um, I think, every type of relationship, regardless of flavor, can fall into that 50-50 trap. And I think every kind of relationship, regardless of flavor, could probably benefit from some version of that kind of check-in that Brene Brown was talking about. Yes, um, when you told me about this, I kind of like, wow, I, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. um, it has long been the standard to say that any relationship is 50-50. Is mm -hmm. and, and I, you and I have even co-opted and gone, nah, it's really 100-100. You should be giving all that you can give. Right. Not, which even that is a fallacy, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and to translate it to a, a DS relationship, a power exchange relationship, I, I have always viewed power exchange relationships as a consensually negotiated power imbalance. Which we did an entire episode on that. Right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right. And and that's only how, how you do it. So, you know, it's, it's skewed from the 50-50. Immediately, but, but I still think there's a, a, a... But that does not mean it is static, that it has no. to remain that way. And I also think that the 50-50 could, if you squint your eyes, I could see where you could apply the 50-50 mm -hmm. because, as we've talked about before, DS 
the dom and the sub, it's two sides of the same coin. True. You've got dominant on one side, submissive on the other. And yes, absolutely. You may switch back and forth if mm -hmm. one or both of you are switches. Um, but in the case of power exchange, one, and this fluctuates depending on the activity, depending on what we're talking about, but one side gives and the other receives. Correct. And so on some level, I could, I don't, I can already tell you, spoiler alert, the answer to the question from my perspective is no, there's no such thing as 50-50. That, that doesn't make sense in any relationship, but from a power exchange perspective, mm -hmm. Certain things kind of in a, if you squint, you could maybe call it 50-50 because at any given moment, you are being dominant in a way that we have negotiated and consented to. And so Correct. you are giving of that dominance in some way that you have that authority, that control, that power. I am receiving it. On the flip side, at certain moments, I am providing a service mm -hmm. that we have negotiated and consented to. Correct. And so I am giving a thing and you are receiving the thing. Mm -hmm. So in that way, if you do the two sides of the same coin, there is a give and take and each entering into that specific moment and dynamic from our own side of the slash and it becoming a thing we join together to do, but there's a give and take, there's a give and receive. Sure. And I could almost see an argument to be made, well, that's a 50-50, air quote that real, real hard because mm -hmm. not all moments are equal. Like the amount of effort you might have to put in at any given moment to be your dominant self may require more energy or less energy than what I have to put in to receive that thing you're doing. Right. Like from a kink scene where you plan the scene, execute the scene, you know, all of that, then have to hyper-focus and keep me safe and keep you safe. Whereas I get to show up and just lay over the bed and be like, do your best. I'm receiving something. I don't know if you can even be quantified. What you're giving and what I'm receiving might not be a perfect balance. Mm -hmm. But also that's just in terms of physical time and energy. Then we think about the, what do you receive or give? What do you receive by giving on mm -hmm. an emotional level? Right. And I don't think it should be quantified at a 50-50, but I think that somebody could quantify that and go, what you're receiving being the dominant in that kinky scene and how good you feel, mm -hmm. assuming you do, assuming things are going well and it's like you're on, right? And right. you're getting what you need from that moment may exceed or not what I am doing for you and providing mm -hmm. in that moment as well as receiving in that moment. The reason I don't think we should quantify it is because that's some bullshit things to try and quantify. Who got more from a scene? Did we each get an equal amount from a scene? Yeah. Like that's yeah. uh, that's not a conversation I wanna have. I wanna make sure you got what you needed and I got mm -hmm. what I needed and we mutually had a good time, but I'm not gonna do math problems to figure yeah, out no. if that was but, 50, but then, 50. then again, that, you know, what, what I get out of it, what you get out of it, that comes down to something else we talked about managing expectations absolutely okay and talking about that beforehand right you know as part of what do you want out of this right you no, know i get that what do you what are you expecting from this are you know do you need to be brought to tears to cry do you just want to feel a few wax to you know right. get the sensation so you know that all comes down to managing expectations um i was going to say something else and i 
totally lost my train of thought now. And I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> another thing that I think is something to to consider in terms of why I don't think there should be a quantifier of a mm-hmm. 50-50 of an of an equal, um, you know, who gets and who receives and who right. gives and how much is each one putting in, and specifically in a scene, is because we can negotiate a scene, we can manage expectations. I can think. I'm about to have the spanking of my life. Mm-hmm. And then because of stuff that has nothing to do with you or the scene or what we're experiencing, maybe whatever's going on with my brain or whatever's going on in my body, I might not have, if we had to try and quantify it, and I really, like, it gives me the ick a little bit to try and quantify. Mm-hmm. I might not get as much out of a scene as we expected or I wanted or you, or that you get out of the scene because of something that is entirely out of both of our control, which is which way did my mind go in the middle of the scene or how am I processing sensations and pain today? Or what was my mood right before we started? You know, a hyped up good, I'm ready, let's do this thing mood can Mm -hmm. be different from a, I definitely want to be here or I want this to happen or I would, you know, withdraw consent, but also I'm kind of tired and I got this mental to-do list and this is a day I can't shut off my brain. And so Mm -hmm. if I don't want to, I would hate to try and quantify how much or even set the expectation that I should be getting as much out of a scene as you receive or is that as much as you put in simply because that was the expectation and the thing we hoped for because me having a slightly off day where I couldn't focus or I couldn't shut my brain off quite as much Mm -hmm. or the sensation that felt amazing last week doesn't feel as good this week is no fault of your own and in for me at least many times does not diminish the pleasure I receive out of it it's just a different Mm -hmm. kind of pleasure it's more of a oh good we got this 20, 30 minutes to relax. Oh, look at us connecting and being close and being intimate. Oh, look, this this just feels good, but I, I'm like, I'm not zoning out. I'm not in subspace. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about 50-50 on the, on the kink side, I, I really don't like that. And it's, mm. it then translates to the DS side, well, which we will get into. Here's, here's, here's I, I finally got back to that train of thought mm, that, mm-hmm. that I was missing. Um, when you say a relationship gives 50, 50, Mm -hmm. um, and not all non kink relationships are like this, Mm -hmm. but there are enough that there is a power struggle. Absolutely. Especially when roles aren't defined. When, when things are not defined there, there is an evident power struggle Mm -hmm. of who's doing what, who's in charge at a given moment. A lot of assumptions get made. Right. Mm -hmm. In, in, in a DS relationship, a lot of that is laid out beforehand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know so-and-so has this role to perform. So-and-so has that role right. to perform. So there is that that structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that right away eliminates a lot of the power struggle. Right. In, in other relationships. And it also gives a uh, platform, maybe, mm-hmm. for how things are going to work. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I do like her 
thought of, you know, oh, I've got this much today or at this given moment. It, it, it allows it to be fluid. Yes. Okay. Which, as we all know, <coughs> life is fluid. Mm-hmm. It's not, excuse me one second. Yeah, go ahead and cough. <laughs> <coughs> you know, it, it's not, you set a plan in motion and it just, you know, smooth sailing. Nothing from about here life out. works that nothing, way. Nothing works that way. So, you know, it, it allows it to be fluid. And even in the DS, you, you have that structure, you, you, ha- you know what's, what, what roles everybody plays. But as we know, even from our time together, that ain't set in stone either. No, because it's, people aren't, we're not robots. No. We, we have not been fully like aut- automated uh, <laughs> as some tech bros in the world might think it all should be. So yes, you set out with, this is my list of tasks as a mm-hmm. service as of, or, you know, this is my list of responsibilities as a dominant in this relationship. Yeah. And in any given day, I know I'm supposed to sort of mentally tick off the boxes of these are the things I do, or these are the things yeah. that are needed for me. And to mm-hmm. the best of your ability, yes, you know, in a power exchange, you try to meet those expectations. Those are things you agreed to do as long right. as you still consent to them you know, on a, a daily or weekly or whatever basis, you try and meet those expectations. Mm-hmm. However, real life will kick you in the ass every time. Oh yeah. Between yeah, yeah, yeah. physical and mental health, between mm-hmm. depending on what your life situation is, finances, caregiving, sure. parenting, you know, those kinds of things will throw a wrench in right. at any given point. Mm-hmm. And what I like about the number thing is that the what i think happens even in negotiated structured power exchange mm-hmm. is that there can be an assumption that everybody is able to willing to and is giving the same amount of effort on any given day right and in, on good days you probably are in ideal situations of course we would but the real world being what it is <laughs> is that one yeah. of us might have a rougher day than the other sure. or in in our <laughs> very recent experience everybody's having a rough day yeah. and the idea of checking in with each other on a number mm-hmm. is another layer of communication that takes right. the assumption out of it. Because mm-hmm. I, speaking from my perspective as a service submissive, mm-hmm. I provide service because that is who I am and who I want to be and what I want yeah. to do in this relationship. However, as we've talked about many times, mm-hmm. without some level of self-care and a lot of communication and being just honest about what you've got to give at any yeah. given time, I absolutely can and will take on too much to keep mm-hmm. all of us going. Right. And sometimes you have to. Like the the reality is is the person who can sometimes just is gonna plow through and keep going and keep the things running because nobody really wants the wheels to fall off. Mm-hmm. But what can happen, and this can happen to either side of the slash, but I just only know my perspective. That is when resentment can creep in. Because if I feel like I am giving more service Mm -hmm. than I am over time, than I am receiving in caregiving and nurturing and what I want to receive from you and you have agreed to give me as my dominant, right? Taking some of the decision-making off of me. Or in our case, as a long-term relationship, 
we have talked about our share of responsibilities that aren't about power exchange, that aren't about tasks, that are about let's get through fucking life together, right? Mm -hmm. As a service sub, I will take on your responsibilities when I can, when I know you need the help, but there will absolutely come a point where I'm gonna hit a wall and go, I don't have any more to give. And if we haven't been communicating clearly Mm -hmm. about how much we each have to give, which means I also would have to admit the days when I don't have a lot, which I know Mm -hmm. I will struggle with that. That's the part that I think any type of relationship can run into kinky or non-kinky of the resentment of the walking around in your head going, well, I do all the things here and what do you do? And like I told you when I brought up the whole dishes cooking thing the other day, yeah, I don't want to score keep. I've lived those relationships where I walk mm-hmm. around and I'm like, well, I did this and I did that and I did that. And what did you do? And sometimes the answer was not a fucking lot for reasons that were not understandable or forgivable. Yeah. And sometimes it's, well, I have my own shit going on and here's what I did do that you didn't see. That's another Mm -hmm. part of it where the, the resentment creeps in of I'm doing more, I'm giving my 50 or I'm giving my hundred and you're not. Well, not necessarily. There have been Mm -hmm. times when I make myself calm down from that because man, that's a cycle I can get back into previous relationships, Mm -hmm. bad tapes and all. Yeah. When I think about, wait, but what is he doing that I don't do? What is going on that, oh, that thing was done and I didn't have to think about it. And when I make myself sit down in that moment of Mm -hmm. anger and annoyance and wait, I feel like I'm doing all of the things here because just because I am a service submissive doesn't mean I am required to do all of the things. That's when I when I can calm down, like, oh, well, he is giving his amount Mm -hmm. in the way that the problem comes. And I think I think any relationship can fall into this trap. We negotiate what we will and won't do within the narrow scope of the power exchange. But we don't always talk talk about about what happens when you can't do it or the peripheral stuff that isn't power exchange. It's just we got to get through this life. And that's what listening to you, I'm thinking that's what's rolling through my brain. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, we, we, we all, it's very easy to negotiate the good stuff. You know, yeah, you're my sub and you're going to do this and, and you'll do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm the big D and I'm going to oversee it and make sure you toe the narrow line, yada, yada. But nobody really negotiates and talks about, well, what happens when the shit hits the fan and you can't perform the service? What happens when the shit hits the fan and I'm in a mental space, I'm balancing so many plates and I can't oversee all this stuff. Or what happens when in a perfect world left to our own devices, our power exchange would function perfectly except a kid sick, the car broke down, Mm -hmm. an unexpected expense came up, um, you know, finances got cut on the job and like those outside things that absolutely take over your yeah. your life that will take precedence over any mm-hmm. power exchange you have or will infiltrate your all your thoughts and your feelings and your energy and and your focus like of yeah. course i want you to be my focus i'm gonna say 90 percent of the time because i am a parent so you know <laughs> you gotta give a little bit to the kids there all right <laughs> like sure yeah i'd love to live that life where you are my only focus, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't know if you could live that life where I was hyper-focused on you. I think oh, you would run for the hills. Oh, dear. You, know, <laughs> you would be safe wording out a lot. But, you know, and 
are there people out there because of the way their lives are structured and, and the things they do or do not have in their lives, are they able to do that? I'm sure they are, but mm-hmm. I do think that they are the exception, not the rule. Every one of us has outside things, whatever yeah. those might be, that mm-hmm. cannot just perfectly be encompassed in the power exchange, right? right? Because I don't right. care how strong of a, a dominant you are, you can't make rules that gainsay the employer who's like, actually, I need you to work this schedule. And the person who's like, actually, I I need money to live in this world. Uh, I'm gonna, like, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It would be lovely if it did. Mm-hmm. Like, we are our own bosses. And quite frankly, our business needs and our need to earn an income to keep the lights on will absolutely supersede what we need as dominant and submissive yes. sometimes, or oh, what yeah. we are trying to do as dominant and submissive. Yeah. And we've built a life where it's all one and mm-hmm. <laughs> you still have to go, okay, this is lovely. And this is how we would ideally like to be living our life. However, these other responsibilities come into mm-hmm. play and have to take precedence. So. When you're thinking about yourself as the ideal sub, the ideal dom, the thing you want, the power exchange you're negotiating, you're right. We don't, and we didn't do it. We didn't do it either. And we (laughs) still don't ever sit down. That's not true. A couple times we have, and it worked out really well. Yeah. But we usually don't sit down and go, okay, but how, we know this is, this structure of our relationship will Mm -hmm. shift when this thing happens or that thing happens, what are we gonna do about it? We've actually just kind of figured it out on the fly and as we go, and it comes down in those times to lots of communication. But I think it helps that you and I, if we once did have that philosophy of, oh, everything we do, it's 50-50, it's 50-50. If we ever did once hold that, that thought close to us went out the window with the bath water we rejected it yeah. <laughs> it really is a if you've got 20 today i'm gonna try to have 80 right um and it really is everybody giving as much as they can give and ideally that's 100 mm-hmm. and 100 the reality though is my 100 can look different than your 100 true and that has come down to mental health physical health right um when i'm juggling the responsibilities of parenting as the default parent yeah then the hundred i have to give you as your submissive is not the same as it is on days when the kids don't need me and they barely yeah, know i'm when, alive yeah <laughs> that's a true uh, and yet i'm still Very true. giving a 100 if we make the mistake of dis- de- predetermining what a hundred looks like mm-hmm. every single day oh we've we've fucked ourselves over from the get-go because every day your 100 can look absolutely completely different. The other problem I think some people have, and this is because a lot of life is online now, so we can see what other people do or what they tell us they do or their highlight reel they're showing us. And we compare and we go, oh, well this person's 100 looks like this and I can't do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not giving a hundred. Well, no, no, stop, stop comparing yourself to other people, especially what you see online. Yeah, when when you see something online and and that's why even you know, when people would say, you know, oh, I want a relationship like JB and, and Kayla, or, you know, look at the relationship. You're just seeing a snapshot. You're mm-hmm. just seeing a moment mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. okay? And and that does not encompass the entirety right. of, of what what I mean, it is I've and how it works. I've seen people online who are like, here are the things I do as a submissive, and I'm like, wow, that, that's, a, that's a fuck ton. Now, I'm pretty sure if I tried to write out my list of everything I do, it probably would look probably like a fuck ton to like other people. Too, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's like, 
okay, but that's what you do on an ideal day. That's what you do on a mm-hmm. perfect day. Now show me what you do or what life looks like for you right. when a job thing hits, a expense thing hits, right. a family thing family hits, thing a, comes up. Yes. a health thing. Like right. it can't possibly look like that. And I Mm-mm. think part of the problem, again, I can only really speak from the submissive side because that's what I see the most is when I see submissives thinking that they have failed because they're not able to hit their ideal every day, all day, a hundred percent of the time. Right. They're like, oh, I failed. Absolutely not. Quite frankly, what matters is does the relationship, the power exchange feel solid and are you both giving and receiving to the capacity that you can on right. any given day, then you're good. Also, please don't compare to other people because if if the thing of what you should do, air quote that, uh, or you, you're shooting all over yourself at that mm. point. Like who said you should? Now, there can be the argument that says, well, I agreed to do these things. I can, we negotiated and I mm-hmm. consented to it. So air quote, shouldn't I be doing it? Well, on a perfect day, yeah, great if you can, but we have to live in the real world. And what that comes down to is finding ways to check in with one another and keep communication open to go, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to be doing right mm. now but I don't have it in me to do everything, single one of these things, or I can do right. these things, but something else has to give over here. Sure. Now, what I was thinking about when you talked about how we don't negotiate, you know, we negotiate the power exchange, but then we don't include in that conversation, what do we do when something comes in to disrupt that, right? right? The other thing we don't, and we did, but it took us a hot minute to get there. Yeah, it did. We don't, ne- I'm gonna say we as the general we and don't as in most of the time, most people probably don't do this. We don't negotiate the things outside of power exchange necessarily. Some people are really good about this, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, these are the things I'm gonna do as a sub, these things are gonna do as a dom. Okay, what are we gonna do as parents? What are we gonna do to take care of this house? Because not every fucking submissive is a home take, you know, care, like they don't take care of the home. They're not a house mm-hmm. spouse, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both, there's a good chance both of you have jobs. Both of you have financial responsibilities. Maybe you're raising kids together mm-hmm. or taking care of, you know, elderly family members together or whatever, whatever, right? So that was the thing. The other thing that we did not negotiate in our power exchange, That's right. we negotiated the power exchange. Right. And then I think, early days we kind of thought oh well the other stuff will will figure it out and we did yeah but always there had to be but a it painful moment but, first right it wasn't painless <laughs> <laughs> it always had to be one of us going i will assume these home tasks these life mm-hmm. admin tasks and then there would and the person would do it yeah. and then it was when and it wasn't always me y'all when the person one of us was like burnt out and just fucking done and never had a hundred to give anymore because it hit your limit. Then we'd go, okay, we have to redo this. And here's an example. Outside of our power exchange, the way we take care of this house is not determined by power exchange. Now, prioritizing things and deciding what might get done. Yes, that might be in power exchange because you're the decider. Mm -hmm. But we both, you know, clean floors. We both do dishes. We both work on laundry. But we had, and we talked about this in a few episodes, but they're old as the hills now. When hmm. you basically semi-retired and you left your old job, right? I was the main breadwinner at that point. Sure. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to 
ramp up my work to cover <coughs> your lost salary, right. I can't also do these home do tests. Do these other things, right. So we, and Absolutely. we talked about this in those episodes, I think it's like in the 80s is where those episodes are. And we negotiated non-power exchange, what you would do, what I mm-hmm. would try to do, how I would try to give you a break. And that we did that for a year or two, maybe a at, little at, longer. At least two years, at least. And yeah. then there hit a point where I was doing less work and you were doing more work because we mm-hmm. were getting the kinkery kind of sorted and started to make that thing a, a reality. Right. Um, and you <laughs> just kind of went, I can't fucking do this anymore. Right. I am so exhausted. And it was when you hit that point where you were giving and giving and giving and yeah. I was giving my stuff too, mm-hmm. but the balance of it. Right. Because yeah, that over, mm-hmm. over time now that balance has shifted the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So, and so it was when you were like cranky and not wanting to do anything because burnout will make you sometimes just sit the fuck oh. down and be like, let it all burn down around me. I don't have any more to give. Right. Then we finally talked about it and renegotiated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for long term power exchange where you are making some kind of life together, you live together, your nesting partner, something, something, I think negotiation and communication has to encompass all the parts of your life, not just how you're going to perform as dom and sub. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't figure out the trappings of everything that surround you, it's going to to affect your power exchange. Look what happened to us over the course of of just the last two years. From (laughs) from my motorcycle accident to the finances to to my mom's illness and death and, Mm -hmm. you know, that has shifted so many things back and forth. Right. <laughs> and to to get back to the 50-50 thing, when you were laid up on the couch because you'd been hit by a literal goddamn motherfucking car, <laughs> you didn't you were at zero to give. You right. were like I just have to lay here and heal and I I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and remember I have to walk around sometimes and maybe go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> right. So whatever I had to give to yeah. if I had to quantify it, I was giving 100%. But my 100% was fluctuating day to day. Sure. Because on days where you needed more help from me, or we were mm-hmm. like, I'm on the phone with an insurance company, that's a different kind of day than a quiet day where maybe there's not right. a lot of work, the kids don't have a lot going on, everything, mm-hmm. you know, you're just sleeping, right? Like, those were different days. When you had to be fucking gone because you were your mom's main caregiver. Right. I was giving 100, but some mm-hmm. days 100 looked like, yeah. oh, we're not cooking shit. We are, or I don't care. We don't have money. I'm not cooking, right? Yeah. Eat peanut butter and well, jelly or let's get a pizza. Like, and, and then other days it was like, wow, I can cook. I can clean. I can get all the things done. Look at me yeah. knocking out a to-do right. list. And, and it But was all just, of it was so it you was, could do what you needed to right. do. Right. And it was the same way when you had your surgery. Mm-hmm. All right. You weren't giving anything either at that time. Right. You couldn't. You had to heal. If you didn't heal properly, it would would right. have snowballed into other issues. Right. So at that point, I was doing everything, mm-hmm. and and even then, it was funny because I I know better, but I still tried to do everything <laughs> that I did and everything <laughs> you do. Nobody wants and, to try and do everything and, I do and on top wants of your own to try And you know, I I tried to be Superman. I had to lecture you, and and it finally came back. To the point where, yeah, I had, okay, I need to prioritize. Right. And I, it was so funny because I felt I was at a point where I was mentally a- around. I, I could answer questions. If I could sit mm. like on the couch, I could do whatever needed to be done. But I wasn't like up and moving. I was not high energy, right? Yeah. 
And I don't even remember what it was. And I think we've mentioned it in previous episode on a different topic, but something was going on. You were frazzled because you weren't <laughs> yes. trying to give a hundred. You were trying to give 200. Right. Which doesn't make any damn sense. And I finally went, you Wrong don't move. have to do all of that. Yeah. I, and I said to you, stop trying to be me and you. Let's mm-hmm. figure out what has to get done. Right. And Prioritize. focus on that. And it was a lot of, okay, we ordering out. Okay, yeah. we're eating peanut butter and jelly. Okay, and we're taking, air quote, easy ways out yeah. to lighten that load. And, and it was kind of stupid of me because I have known from, you know, even way back when I did other things in life, you know, you have to prioritize things. And somehow I let that just Well, slide it was right also, off. I think, I think it was the first time in our entire relationship, especially our power exchange, where I was down for the count. I could do nothing yeah. for at least a few days. And then I like could slowly start doing more mm-hmm. or could do things that required mental energy, not physical. Um, and none of us had experienced that. True. Before you and I got into a relationship, the like two or three years where I was in the single mom life, and it felt like the single mom life when I was married, but that's a whole other story. It didn't matter if I was knocked to the ground, especially single mom life. Mm-hmm. I still had shit I had to do. It, it still had to go on I, regardless. I was fortunate enough to have a couple of people in my life who could help. But mm-hmm. like I remember getting my wisdom teeth out, and while the kids are at school, I was like knocked out of my ass on the couch. My best friend was you know picked them up brought them home Mm -hmm. but i I was still the one that had to get them bathed get them clothed get them in bed like i've i've done it through strep throat i've done it through you know Mm -hmm. dental procedure you know there are times if if you are physically capable you might find yourself going if i don't do it it doesn't happen right but so i i am still to this day that person that if i can eke out like just the tiny, the tiniest amount of energy to do it, I will try to do it. But you had not experienced me being down for the count, and I hadn't totally, experienced. Yeah. I hadn't experienced being able to just sit still and recover from something. And it had been ever, ever in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Part of that was uh, behaviors of my own that were not necessarily the healthiest. There were many times pre-kid life or while I was previously married, I should have, like, I was sick. I should just let it let it fall apart for a couple of days so I could rest and mm-hmm. recover. So that's on me. But, you know, that was my first experience having a, a partner who is giving their version of 100% when I can give zero. And I had not had that luxury before you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when you are that type of person who tends to make yourself indispensable to the people around you because it's just who you are. <laughs> um, is some of it people pleasing? I'm sure it is. Is it because yeah. I do genuinely for people who I think deserve it, love being of service? Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. Also, do I love the validation I get from some people when I do the thing and I'm indispensable? Yes, yes, I do. I know. I, I'm sure therapy would help some of that. But like, like it's it's a different situation. But you know, talking about when we're talking about the 50-50 thing, and I keep saying it, and I just want to reiterate, when I could, those moments when I could give zero, you tried, like I said, you tried to give 200. You tried to give mm-hmm. your 100 and my 100. And when we finally kind of like, I got, we, you 
went, what am I doing? Well, this right. is not going to work. And I finally went, what the fuck are you doing? This, you're making yourself crazy <laughs> and this is stressing me out. Your hundred looks different from day to day. Yeah. And I think that had we both been, uh, you know, able to contribute, there would have been days where you, if we had done that check in like Brene mm -hmm. suggests in her video, fucking love that, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. There would have been days you might've gone, I only got 30 today. And I had to assess, what do I have? Can I get the 70? But when it's you being the one having to do the thing because your partner is definitely out and at a zero, 30% mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is 100. It really is. Yeah. Because yeah. it's what you have to, to give, give that you're able and willing to give. We don't, we don't have to, when you're the only one doing it, that's your 100. Right. When you are in a situation where it's a partnership and there's the give and take, it's not a hundred, it's your, it's 30. And what do I have to give? And can we get to a hundred between us? I right. really like that analogy. I really yeah. like that system. Mm -hmm. I think it is easier most of the time to, to have the hundred in the power exchange because it's negotiated, it's understood. Yeah. You've managed expectations to some extent. I think where that falls apart in power exchange is when all the outside stuff interferes. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about longer term relationships where you're you're living a life together and you're managing life together i think that necessarily the power exchange and the rest of life are so commingled that i cannot imagine maybe maybe as an experiment we could try i can't imagine you, us sitting down going okay as a submissive what have you got to give and then separately going okay the rest of non-submissive life what do you have to give mm -hmm. it's all one it for is. me, at least, you know, others might view it differently, but for me, it's all one thing where I'm constantly juggling. This is the stuff I do as a submissive. This is who I want to be in this relationship with you as a submissive. Also, this is what I do as a mom. This is what I do as a business owner. And it's all one. And it all like maybe as a thought experiment, I could parse it out and put everything into its own container. Mm -hmm. But in the practicality of living life, it's all jumbled together. So, yeah. If I were to say, if we were to have that conversation, I went, oh, I've, I've got 75 today. I'm having a good day. Yeah. I'm not then gonna break that down and go, but 30 of it is life stuff and 45 of it is submissive stuff. It's, yeah. I got 75 for you today all the way around. What do you need? You know, or yeah. on a really great day, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sitting at a hundred. We're good. We're golden. Like, <laughs> you know, this is wonderful. True, um, true. But, yeah, I think I went on a ramble there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So ultimately the question, are DS relationships 50-50? I'm gonna go with not a fucking relationship on the planet can be 50-50 all of the time. No. And I think that, I think that people give, ideally you give 100%, each person gives 100%. I don't like the 50-50, but I do think, and somebody else said it in live chat, um, your hundred looks different from day to day. And if what I will, yeah. but I do like Brene Brown's thing of, let's see if together we can get to a hundred. Right. Let's quantify where we're at. What kind of energy do mm -hmm. we have? What kind of, what's going on with us of, was it a hard day? Has it been a hard life? Yeah. Did things derail your plans and your mood and your momentum for the day? Okay, where are you at out of a right. hundred? You're mm -hmm. at 30, where am I out of a hundred? You know, can I be the 70? So combined we're at a hundred? Okay. Right. The the thing, I, and I, I 
think I harp on this a little bit for service submissives and maybe it applies to other submissives, but I will not speak to that, but I, I really believe it applies to service submissives. And I would say caregiver doms, okay? Be careful that you don't burn yourself out by always giving more than you have you really have to give. That's true. That like is if true. you let's say you take this trick and do the okay, where are we at? Let's see if we can add to a hundred together, right? Mm-hmm. If your partner for legitimate valid reasons are not able to get to that 50 or not able to get to their own 100 or whatever, whatever. And they're like, I'm at a 20 today. Like, that's all I got to give 20%. That's what you get. Yeah. I, I know it from my own self. I am tempted. And I try to do this until I crash and burn every time, every fucking time. Mm. I've never learned the lesson. If you're at a 20, I'm gonna try real hard to be at an 80. I'm gonna try and give mm-hmm. as much as I have to give because you need me and because that fulfills me to do that. But if I do that too many, if I am not honest with myself and I do that too many days in a row, instead of going, okay, you're at a 20, guess what, I'm at a 20. It's, it's a rough day, right? And and what can we accomplish with our little 20s? How can we, like Brene's example, she was like, how can we be kind with one another? Because we, we don't have it. We're like, we're done, yeah. right? But in, I think in power exchange, it's a little bit different. It's more of a, not how can we be kind to one another, but how can we we get through this day in this life within our mm-hmm. power exchange in ways that honor the relationship that we have, right? Yeah. If you're a submissive who is not being honest and just going, okay, you've only got 20, I can, I can do the 80, I can do the, oh, 30 day, I got 70, oh, mm-hmm. you're at a 10, I got 90, and you never admit, I don't have it either, you are gonna burn out and there's gonna yeah. be so much resentment and it will be a crash and burn situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can I can only say that from my own fucking experience. Yeah. All the times I hit a point of resentment and I fucking hate that feeling in our relationship. Our relationship's too good. Yeah. I don't ever want to feel resentment, but it's a thing that happens. It is always when I've done too much, more than what feels like my fair share. Mm-hmm. And we haven't talked about it. Not because I've done it. We haven't talked about it. We haven't worked it out. Yeah. And then the moment I finally went, hey, that thing about the dishes the other day mm-hmm. and, the, and dinner, here's where my head's at now. Here's what I realized for me is the problem. Like perfect world scenario, we would say, if you were asking us what you should do, I would say, have that conversation and then sit down and map out a plan of how you're going to, no. The reality is, is I said that and I figured we'd have a conversation more serious later because we were driving down the road at the time. And you actually just made changes that day. You just shifted. You went, whatever realization you had or thing you, mm-hmm. you realized from what I was telling you and you saw the truth in. We never actually talked about it again. It was just that the next day I didn't have to figure out what we were having for dinner, nor That's did right. I have to cook it. And it was fucking delightful. And I was like, oh, I can happily do dishes now because I didn't have to go do that thing. That thing got taken right. off my plate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, I don't think DS relationships are 50-50 because no. I don't. So feel free. I've I've babbled and rambled. No, I you've said it all. <laughs> no, okay. never because I can think that, of more. <laughs> uh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, yeah, no, I don't think any relationship, whether kink or non-kink, um, is truly 50-50. No. Um, I, I think it is definitely talked too little about, you know, 
what one is able to give at any given time. And I think that is something that does need to be talked about more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's where a lot of miscommunication comes mm-hmm. in, in the relationship. I think that um, while nothing is ever going to be, you know, 100% smooth, it, it can help to smoothen some of the rough edges. I think it gives another opportunity to have a real conversation and get real clear in your communication. Mm-hmm. I think it's another talking about how much I have to give and honoring that yeah. your 100 today will look different maybe than your 100 from the, tomorrow. tomorrow. And, and they're different from the day before. Right. And it's all yeah. valid. Right. And for the outward audience that my 100 will be different from your 100 and it does not negate your effort versus mm-hmm. my effort. There's no comparison here. Um, but I think opening up that avenue for communication allows you to, to manage expectations, to hit resentment off at the past, to mm-hmm. renegotiate as needed. Like yeah. we've talked about this in many episodes before too. Yeah. The negotiation process of power exchange, but of any relationship regardless of flavor, ought to be, it's ongoing. It's not, we decided a thing on January 1st, 2013 and now we're required to live by that for the rest of our fucking lives like one that doesn't make any fucking sense and two just the nature of the types of relation the type of relationship we have we are in our case we're married you don't have to be married for this to be the case but we have a house together and we raise kids together and Mm -hmm. we own a business together like all of those things impact our ability to provide or serve or whatever from day to day and the negotiation is consistent constant really and ongoing because on any given day i i will have a series of days where i can perfectly execute every task Mm -hmm. i have agreed to do as a service submissive but then i will have a series of days where all those tasks will be a challenge for things outside of my control and so the by checking in with each other in in some way <clears throat> we provide that opening to be able to go, here's where I'm at, here's what's going on with me, here's yeah. the challenge of that, here's what mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm able to do. Now, we are at a point, we do not need to have that conversation every single solitary day. We right. are a long-term enough relationship that we have developed shorthand with one another. We can tell yep. a lot of things by a shared look or just a thing happening and we are both hmm. aware that the thing happened. We know how that ha- now affects everything that happens later. You know, uh, a kid getting sick or right. something breaking down or just a bad day. Like we don't, we are at a stage, we don't, have to talk about it every single time the downside to that is what that means sometimes is that we don't talk about it as often as As we we should should. so you know yep nothing is perfect Mm -mm. so yeah no relate no relationship is 50 50. Mm -mm. somebody mentioned in live chat that the idea of 50 50 kind of can lead to scorekeeping and i think i think that's very true um i think you know it's it's a what you it's being honest about what you have to give have available within yourself to give to the relationship mm-hmm, to your mm-hmm. partner to your power exchange on any given day 
And I'm going to reiterate, do not compare whatever your 100% looks like to anybody else. No, no. You have what you are capable of giving mm-hmm. at any given moment based on whatever is happening within you, your body, your mind, and also your life. And it can't compare to anybody else's and it shouldn't, okay? As long as you and your partner are happy with the relationship you have and what you've negotiated in your power exchange, it's all that fucking matters. It doesn't have to look like ours. It doesn't have to look like whatever you saw online. It doesn't have to look mm-hmm. like, it have to look like no damn body. It's just gotta be what works for you. Right. Um, but yeah. And I, I also think that, I think people who live with chronic illness or disabilities or chronic conditions understand this better than people who have not yet had that experience, which is, it's not just the out, outer things. It's not just kids or job or whatever that affect your hundred percent. It's your body and your mind that will affect your 100% um, on whatever that looks like. And um, so for people who are like, well, if you would just organize your life better, you could do more. That's not how it fucking works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not how it works. Come, come talk to me when you have your first like surgery or you have your first bad back or you have your Mm -hmm. first illness that like knocks you the fuck out long term you know your 100 percent looks different and Mm -hmm. as it should um but yeah so no i just Mm. like i'll just say that (laughs) um okay i uh Um, i think we've rambled enough yeah I could keep going, y'all know me, I, but we're, we're not gonna. I actually am under a schedule today you that I'm are. not normally under, so. You, you are. And I would like to are. have a bonus section, even though, spoiler, I have nothing to mm. say. <laughs> or I don't think I do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, mm. no, DS relationships are not 50-50. That's no. not how this works. Right. In our opinion, your mileage will always vary. That's true. Okay, we can be done now, or okay. I'll just keep going. So are, are we good? I don't know. Keep Keep it it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets even though I don't really have anything to say? Why do you want to talk to them? Because it's what we do here. That makes me happy. And eventually I'll find something. I'm sure you will. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's just in this moment. Yeah. I remembered that we were asked last week to bring back the emoji of the week. That's true. That's true. And am I just now in this moment thinking about it? Yes. Yeah. So do I have an emoji to say? No. no. Um, The black heart. We did purple the heart last week. Heart? The black heart? I don't know if all keyboards have a black heart. You usually either have to go search for it or it's like they are in the hearts. I use the black heart um, pretty regularly because our colors are purple, black, and white. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you have a black heart, if you don't have a black heart, uh, pick any color heart you like, but that will be hmm. our emoji of the week. I don't know. I Wow. So, so many emojis. So many emojis. Um, yeah, there is one. See, there you go. I think they've actually added more colors in some of the in previous emoji updates. Mm. Andre asked, whatever happened to the orange kitty? Is the orange kitty that we know as Cheddar, but others have incorrectly named Marshmallow, mm-hmm. is she still being fed by your new bestie across the street? Yes. Did And you managed to get our 
the the food that we no you never did get it over no. there for besties nope. who talk on the phone a lot i know right <laughs> and she just lives um, across the street y'all. i know I, I think they've been a little busy um yeah you know living living their life and doing things um yes uh they are still feeding cheddar cheddar slash marshmallow mm-hmm. um they've also been able to um get it get her some medication okay through okay. the supposed actual owner or on their own on their own okay good okay um some dewormer as well as um flea and tick okay the last time i saw her she mm-hmm. does not come visit like she no. was when she's being fed regularly the last time i saw her she's still like clearly thin for an you know as an outdoor yeah. cat but she had filled back out correct she had a little tummy again mm-hmm. slight tummy and yeah. she was looking little, less raggedy little pooch and less raggedy yeah. yep but we also have our neighbor's cat neighbor that's to the I don't know what that side is, but that side of us. South side. Sure. South. I was thinking left or right, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about south or north. Uh, my brain tries to tell me that north is up. <laughs> That's a failure of the education system right there. Um, anyway, uh, his name is Ezra, and he comes to sit yeah. on our front porch. He is a gentleman. He, he is a gentleman cat, yes. Yeah, he's very yeah. sweet. Um, if you he, put food he out, has, he will eat it, but he doesn't come begging. He he has what I would call um, savoir-faire. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so, and then I've only come across this cat one time i've seen them off in the distance mm-hmm. posted a picture in our our discord available through patreon blah 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 um of what i did not even know was a calico cat until you told me now i've clearly seen calico cats and just not known i was looking at a calico cat and i've heard of calico cats but i had not understood what makes a calico a calico mm-hmm. and then i see this cat with extremely distinctive three separate colors solid black orange marmalade fucking orange and then white in this pattern that i've just never seen on a cat not that i haven't seen calicos but this very distinctive separation of these colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, don't know the gender this or the sex i should say this uh cat is a uh, lives on a different street but it's on my path that i walk and usually hides and then i just have decided i've become the uh, outdoor cat lady mm-hmm. so every time i see a cat that doesn't immediately run for me i'll make a little kissy kissy noise and see if it'll come to me i don't chase it down i don't track it down i'm just like let me just see this one came up to me let me love on it and then followed me down the road getting like walking in between my feet to the point i was like having like having to stop because i would fall otherwise and just wanted all my love but i've only seen that cat one time up close to pet i've seen it in the distance several times and then there's an orange cat, and I've told you about it because there's several orange cats on our yeah. street. This orange cat we know is fed by a family like three or four doors down. They right. feed several outdoor cats, and they take care of their cats. If one of those outdoor cats gets sick, they're calling a vet to like get mm-hmm. help. Um, that cat has like the saddest eyes, like the way it's like eye shape and like eyelids are pointed. It just looks like a sad cat. But it came up to me on today's walk didn't mm. stay wasn't trying to follow me or anything yeah. but was willing to let me pet it for a little bit i think it was hungry our neighbors are like out of town and i don't know if the kid they usually 
hire or ask to feed. I don't like. I don't know the situation, so I don't know if it was just late for its breakfast mm, or what. Yeah, yeah. But it is a big orange cat and does not look like it's missed a meal. Um, but it let me pet it for a few minutes. So yeah. Okay. 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 But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to be the Pied Piper of the neighborhood cats. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel special. <laughs> it, I do get a little side eye from Onyx when I come in and I smell of other cats. She uh, she does not she does not approve. Not, not totally approved. No, no. no. Um, no. But it is a delight when they. Yeah. 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 And and as long as I think that they're eating well whether through their own efforts or somebody's feeding them or they you know i don't think they're sick they seem relatively healthy i'm like yes follow me outdoor cats and i can have the the experience of loving on them and petting on them with none of the responsibility of keeping them alive mm-hmm. but once they start to look sickly or hungry then i'm like i love you and i want to I, I want you to be mine mm, excuse me you know my squishy and i will hug you and i will love you and yeah we'll call you george but <laughs> so yeah yeah and uh yes for me i'm i'm kind of um in in certain aspects on in a holding pattern in the shop waiting for a new saw to arrive mm-hmm. uh, a little warranty swap there yep and um but that gave me time to do other things Yes, you had me working out in the heat yesterday. Yeah, on the Fourth of July because we didn't. We took the day off, but we didn't like we did right. some stuff, mm-hmm. but kept it kind of like we did light different casual. stuff that we don't normally have a ch- opportunity to do. Right. So um, yeah, took care of that. Um, I'm going to be back down at my mom's Friday. Well, we, gonna, we will. Me, I'm I, be yeah, with you. you'll be with me. Uh, meeting with a person to see about the estate sale. And um, while we were down there last weekend, my sister was also there, which was actually kind of nice. Um, between the three of us, we got a lot done. Yeah, we have in the house. We still gonna, have more to do. Yeah, we, but, we're going um, early enough on Friday. We can do a little bit more mm-hmm. until the person from the estate sale company arrives. Right. Because we're kind of out of our our focus right now is getting out personal items, sentimental items, things mm-hmm. that would definitely not be part of an estate sale. Yeah. And then the person from the company is going to come in and give their assessment, mm-hmm. uh, tell us what they can do, blah, blah, blah. We'll check the vibe, make sure yeah. that's good. Um, but once they tell us that, then we kind of know what next steps, the next steps will be um, versus like what the person said over the phone was, even if you think something is does not have value, don't don't get rid of it. Right, because you never right know. away. Because I can come in and tell you, oh yeah, we could sell that, whatever, whatever. Right. And um, so we've kept lots of things that I know, if left to my own devices, I'd be like, oh, that's going to Goodwill, and mm-hmm. a lot of it might still go to Goodwill. Right. But I think it's going to be part like the estate sale that's like got some high end stuff because your mom had has furniture that's like 70 plus years old and in right. amazing condition yeah she took excellent care <laughs> of it but also there are things that are like garage sale kind of things yeah and yeah yeah and this is our first experience dealing with estate sale stuff I, right we, right we didn't i didn't do that when or my family didn't do that when like my grandparents died it was mm-hmm. they didn't have I, they didn't have anything the things that they had yeah. individually actually i think 
my family ended up going to the pawn shop. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> Pawned it. Okay. So, but the rest yeah. like went to trash or Goodwill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we shall see. And um, what what little free time I can eke out? I've been sitting on the sofa with you, mm-hmm. trading uh, reels. I've been watching. <laughs> I've been spending way too much time looking at my phone, which is. A, a larger screen than some phones but not a very big screen scrolling instagram reels to the point i'm giving myself headaches yeah. so last night i went no no th- what am i mm-hmm. doing um and i put it down and i finished a book mm-hmm. i had started like a month ago yeah and uh you know i'm not doing that i'm i'm making my way through playing destiny 2 when i can and- bonding with the kids over it yeah yeah it uh it it has become kind of a a a bonding thing with the kids which is kind of cool which is kind of cool it's been uh that that's been a neat byproduct so to speak Mm -hmm. you know and um yeah just kind of keeping on keeping on Mm -hmm. yeah you know right now not doing too much outside um it's so fucking hot. It, the, the heat has, has found us here. Um, much more extreme heat than <laughs> we, we should be having for this time of the year. Um, desperate for some rain. Which we might get today. We, we might see some today, hopefully. you know. I, I should have known it was coming our way because you said, if it does not rain this week, we will not be mowing the lawn this weekend. And I went, ooh, because we, we're at that time of year where it's an every weekend yeah. thing. And I was like, ooh, we'll get the weekend off. And then the the same day you said that, we looked at the weather forecast <laughs> and we're finally slated for our afternoon thunderstorms yeah. again. And it's like, of course. Yep. Of course, when we promise out loud that we won't, we won't mow the lawn. That we don't, won't have to. Well, because it's been so, so dry. Um, I know our grass you know. is crispy right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Sin so. asked when the when does the oldest leave for college? His move-in date is August sixteenth, less than a month after his eighteenth birthday. So yep. he is essentially going to be a baby. Mm-hmm. Who lets you just leave a baby in an apartment <sighs> by themselves? Actually, not really by themselves. He's got three roommates. Yeah. But oh, that reminds me, I still have to like deal with the old company and stuff. Yep. Blah blah blah. Yep. But um. Yeah, we're we're starting to slowly prep for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, the the eight, he's about to be the eighteen year old. The seventeen year old made a list of like big ticket items he'd like for his apartment. Some are like absolute needs, and a couple things are just wants. And he was, yeah. I sent it out to family members, and I was like, if you want to get him stuff, if you want to participate, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But here. And my mother immediately texted him, oh, thank goodness, I love this list, because it's all Target, too. And she's like, but she's also buying him something separate for his 18th birthday. I'm like, oh, Lord, okay, we're going to let Grandma, Grandma. She's got the, she's at a point in her life, and she worked very hard for multiple decades to become financially secure. Um, And so that's how she wants to spend her money. I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, please, you're taking a burden off of me. That's less money I got to spend. Right. right. Um, But. And I, you know, outwardly, I think you're you're coping rather well with all of it. Because it's not real yet. I hadn't, like, abandoned him Mm -hmm. an hour away from here in an apartment by himself when he's a literal (laughs) baby. Like, 
I now there are times if I think about what move-in day will be like or getting him packed, I mm-hmm. I do get emotional and start to tear up. Um, I'm very good at like having the the mental movie play in my head of what I think it'll be like, and I absolutely yeah. fuck with my own emotions that way. Um, <clears throat> but um, there's so much going on now, and it's not the reality right now that I can like. But day of, I am. I, we're gonna get in the car to drive there. I'm gonna start crying. We're gonna start. Hmm. He, I know he's on the second floor, which yay. We're gonna start walking boxes up there. I'm gonna be crying. Hmm. Heaven help us when we are at the point of the day where it's everything's unpacked, everything he needs has been per- acquired. He is ready, and we have to leave. And we turn around to head home. Y'all better bring a stretcher. That's how you're gonna get me out of there. I'm a, just. I know I'm gonna be a hot ass mess. And then want to eat my feelings. So don't stand between me and whatever my comfort food of the day is. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, it's right. it's just not real yet. Once yeah. it's real, I'll, I'll be a hot-ass mess. But we're not mm-hmm, there yet. Mm-hmm. But. So. So All yeah, right. that's that's us. I have I have to leave in twenty minutes to take a kid to an appointment and go run yep. errands. We don't normally schedule anything on Wednesdays, but with the Fourth of July being on Tuesday, yeah, I had to push some appointments. So, so um, with that, we probably should say goodbye now. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I know I'm getting a little hungry. I didn't eat. We lunch. neither of us ate lunch, and I don't no. know if I'm gonna have time, time. to. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll be back mm-hmm. next week. Yep. Um. And that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all.